0: Get down to business Thanks for coming out tonight I wrote me a manual A step-by-step booklet For you to get
1: now I make money moves. You can't see me My time is now, 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 now What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness Times Business Podcast The show created to provide you with the practical and strategic advice To help you level up in fitness, business, career, your relationships, and your life My name is Joseph Mansell. I am your host and I'm joined in this episode by someone who's quickly becoming co-host, <laughs> Leah Metzel. Back in the episode, what's happening? What's going on? You uh, jumped at the opportunity to be in this episode. Yeah. Um, I especially when I told you what the topic of the episode was going to be. That's right. Uh, you guys already know what the topic is because it comes up as the title when you uh, when you when you download. Mm. Uh, this episode is called "Real Self Love." And there's a couple of things that I want to achieve in this episode for the listeners and for the viewers. Uh, obviously, practical and strategic advice is, mm-hmm. is one. But I really want to firstly identify the self-love movement and, you know, for, for the listeners and the viewers who are perhaps not particularly familiar with it. Let's just, let's just scope it out real quick. Mm-hmm. Then I want to talk about how the self-love movement can very quickly become used as a cop-out right. and can very quickly become abused mm. and some examples of how we've seen the self-love movement be abused, uh, especially recently. It seems like whenever we have like a lockdown, yeah, um, people kind of revert to... Uh, Quote, unquote, self-love, right, yeah. but not really self-love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then I want to talk about some of my personal experiences with when I personally have have fallen to the dark side of the self-love movement. That's okay. what we're going to call it. We're going to call it the dark side and kind of abused it and use it as cop-outs in different areas of my life. And then I want to talk about what real self-love is. Sure. You know, let's put the self-love movement aside and let's talk about our personal experiences and what we believe real self-love is and then give the practical and strategic advice, how the listeners, how the viewers, how you guys can take real self-love and apply it to all areas of your life. Let's go. What is the self-love movement?
0: I think it's what we're seeing now Mm. on social media and in the media. Of people, uh, it's. I think the interpretation has been a bit confused because it's people almost taking it as being like a little bit selfish, a little bit narcissistic Mm. in a way. You're Um, straight
1: to the dark side. Well, no, I'm just sort of no. I'm saying what I
0: what I kind of see it as already, like what I what I'm seeing. Um, hashtag self-love yeah. hashtag self-care
1: well this and this is where it gets abused right right I I, I uh, did a little bit of research did a little bit, little bit of googling because I wanted to just pull some some really like you know quotable references to the mm. self-love movement and this is what I came up with Self-love is the act of putting your own happiness well-being uh, and mental health first. I agree with that. I think that's at the, at the heart of the self-love movement. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. Okay, yeah, Yeah. good. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. Good. And I think those are probably like the top three that I found. I found a bunch of other like airy-fairy yeah. fluffy bullshit, but I think that those are kind of like the top three things that uh, contribute to... Self-love and the self-love movement. And at face value, I tend to agree with them. Yeah. I tend to agree with the act of putting your own happiness, well-being and mental health first is a common theme that we discuss in this podcast, right? We're always talking about, we even did an episode called The Pursuit of Happiness, Mm. right? I've done a bunch of episodes on mental health and practical and strategic advice to prioritize your mental health. So I tend to agree with that taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others absolutely that's external validation yeah in 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 one sentence right so i tend to agree with that as well and then not settling for less than you deserve i mean not settling is is a is is something we've discussed in many different forms through many different examples in this podcast so i tend to agree with that the deserve thing i'll get to in the second yeah. cuz i think that starts to on the dark side of the self-love movement, but I think as a general concept, those are the key points of the self-love movement. And I think as a general concept, on face value, I tend to agree with it.
0: Sure. The problem with a lot of these things is the interpretation, yes, and the application the of it.
1: Application,
0: and that's where this is going to fall down, and and where it is falling down. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think what you know, the reason why I wanted to do this episode. Now, what inspired me to do this episode? Now, uh, because I was, I was. Uh, those of you who follow me on Instagram would know I was, I was jostling between two topics for this episode, okay. and actually put it out to a vote on my IG story, and this was the topic that ended up winning. And the reason why this was one of the topics that I wanted to do right now is because it's generally quite timely. And I find that, you know, we've just come out in, in South Australia where we're based, we've just come out of a week long lockdown. So mm-hmm. we went to lockdown seven days, we come out of lockdown. Um, and it's something that I generally see, you know, I've seen over the last 18 months with the pandemic, right, is when it's like stay at home, lockdown, I see a lot of my social media feed turn to the dark side of the self-love movement. And that's why I wanted to talk about this now, because I think it's quite, it's quite timely. You know, uh, Victoria, the state of Victoria has come out of lockdown. Um, New South Wales is still in lockdown. And I mean, the pandemic is going to be part of our lives for years now, man. So it's going to kind of come and go, ebb and flow as it kind of pleases. And so I guess this is, you know, a little bit of an awareness piece for you guys listening and watching uh, that when you do go into your next lockdown, as you most likely will, is to, to, to avoid these mistakes that we're about to discuss. So hit me because I can see you're like bubbling at the surface.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm just gonna say it straight up: that yeah. hiding behind self-love is not an excuse for letting yourself or your fitness goals, for instance, yeah. fall over. Mm-hmm. Straight up. So I see a lot. A lot. I see a lot of people, um, especially in this industry, actually. <laughs> I see it in a, a certain age group and stuff as well, but a lot in this industry and a lot sort of post-competition stuff. And, um, and I see it. I see people using self-love as a uh, disguise for not reverse dieting, mm-hmm. you know, not keeping up with training. You know, they put on 5, 10 kilos post-show and they hashtag self-love you know, I'm just, just love my body, love myself and I'm all for loving the skin you're in, but I'm mm. not for letting your health and fitness and mainly your health. Like I can't get over the fact that as a society where, um, excusing obesity as self-love, like it's bullshit. Everybody, like, yeah, I really... Can't get down with it at all.
1: Well, not even obesity in the fitness realm, right? No, I. I,
0: sorry. I jumped from fitness then to just general society. But yeah.
1: Yeah. But not even obesity, right? You can just go to like being overweight. Yeah. Right? Obesity is an extreme, right? It Mm. it takes a a lot to get to that point. But even just like, you know, carrying too much body fat, Mm. right? Like excessive amount, just being fat. Yeah. And excusing that as self-love. Yeah. You know, is,
0: hashtag, yeah. <laughs> hashtag thick.
1: Yeah. With how <laughs> many, with how with, many, with how many C's with though? Five C's. <laughs> Sick with five C's.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's, it's on, un- it is, and it's not healthy. Mm. That's the problem I have with it. Like, yes, love the skin you're in and, you know, be confident in your, in your body. But if, if that, if you're just not pursuing any sort of way to change that, mm. um, and, and, and because you're calling it self-love, like it's detrimental to your health. Mm-hmm. That's my real, um, I re- my real problem with it is that, is the fact that we're just ignoring the fact that it is just plain unhealthy to, to, um, to carry that much body fat and we're hashtagging it as self-love. So, yeah, I just don't don't understand that at all.
1: Where I see it, I, I tend to see it on social media as well, uh, in the fitness space as well, similar to yourself. But where I also see it is um, in the uh, entrepreneurial community. Okay. Right? And not so much with uh, the physical side of things but with the mental side of things, mm-hmm. right? As it's like, you know, um, a photo of uh, someone meditating or reading or, you know, uh, these sorts of different techniques that are used for uh, – prioritizing mental health mm-hmm. on one side and on the other side, you know, drinking, smoking, right, uh, all that sort of stuff, you know, hashtag self-love, hashtag self-care. And these are entrepreneurs who I know personally through business. And I'm like, well, but but I know what's actually happening behind the scenes, yeah. right? You're saying this self-love bullshit. Motherfucker, you haven't done anything. Yeah. Like you're not you're not actually this big entrepreneur that you claim to be, you're not Mm. running this business that you claim to be running. Mm. You're just being fucking lazy. Yeah. And you're using the self-love movement as a cop-out for your laziness. Yeah. That's where I see it a lot. Yeah. And especially with people who I know who behind the scenes are not putting in work, the ones who, who, you know, not pushing themselves outside of the comfort zone, the ones who are, uh, the things that they do when no nobody else is watching or they think nobody else is watching do not meet any sort of standard. Mm. And then they're out there promoting well, not promoting, but hiding behind self-love mm. for their lack of ability to execute fucking anything. Yeah. And then they get, you know, all the comments and hooray, you know, yeah. high five and fucking you you deserve this. Yeah. You know, and all that shit that comes along with it. Mm. I um I started thinking about these different things and I think that, that this is where, you know, really we can add a lot of um, practical advice to, to you guys, to the listeners and the viewers. And I actually put a list. I put a list of uh, what I got here. One, two, three, four, five. I got seven points here of what I've seen in both fitness and business and also career. And we haven't even touched on relationships yet, but I want to <laughs> go, go there too, right? Definitely. Uh, but these are seven things that I've kind of identified across those four areas that I consider not to be self-love. Yeah right so this is this is what I consider Self-love is not staying within your comfort zone and not pushing yourself too hard right Self-love is not staying within your comfort zone. Self-love is not shying away from challenges. Self-love is not settling. and I want to dive into that. Uh, Because I think that that can be misinterpreted, right? Self-love is not letting yourself off the hook and hiding behind mental health or hiding behind physical health or whatever the fuck. Self-love is not avoiding criticism because it hurts your feelings.
0: Uh, We've done a whole podcast on that.
1: We did. We did, yeah. criticism. Self-love is not never committing to anything because you might fail and always keeping a plan B up your sleeve just in case you do. And then finally, self-love is not numbing negative emotions mm. because they make you feel bad. Make you
0: feel uncomfortable, yeah.
1: Those are, those are seven things that I've identified as that you, you, you really cannot use the self-love movement and hide behind it because you're afraid of those seven things mm. in a lot of different areas.
0: Something that I see a lot as well and it's happened to me personally um, mm and I see it happen to friends of friends and stuff, is people also using this self-love movement to actually just to be a shit friend. Yep. <laughs> to put it bluntly, like people cancelling on on, on friends because they don't feel, um, you know, up to it r- yep. really or whatever. And, and, and then it becomes a, yeah, I've just got to take a night in for self-love. Like mm-hmm. just the selfishness of it. Is, is really becoming a bit of a problem, I think, mm. and just hiding behind the self-love thing when really you're just, you're just being selfish.
1: Well, I find that, you know, generally it, it tends to... I think if you fall into the trap of hiding behind self-love for any one of those seven things that mm. I just highlighted, it, it does a few things, right? The first thing is it actually encourages fear, right? It actually puts you in a state where in the face of fear you forget everything and run which Mm -hmm. is exactly the example that you just gave with with you know cancelling on um dates or you know whatever the situation may be you actually don't have the ability to confront fear uh and because of that it actually also encourages cowardice Mm -hmm. as opposed to courage It, it encourages you know kind of getting back into your shell And never doing anything that makes you uncomfortable and never doing anything that that hurts your feelings and never doing anything that puts you out there in in a vulnerable position and puts yourself on the line um, because you're afraid of the consequences. And it's a little bit worrying because what that can then lead to is victim mindset. Is really putting yourself in a position where the fear starts to build to a level and the cowardice starts to build to a level where you feel like you are the victim of things that happen to you rather than things happening for you and your complete perspective on all areas of your life can change, mm-hmm. right? And at leads to this victim mindset which ultimately erodes people's confidence. And I think that... You know, that's definitely the extreme, but that's that's the direction you start heading in when you're using this hashtag self-love and hashtag self-care to get out of anything that makes you uncomfortable. That's how I kind of see it playing out. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you. Yeah, mm. I just... It's just this dangerous thing that's happening um, at the moment.
1: Uh, yeah. Do you have any examples... Uh, in your your life experience where – because, I, you know, I, I don't want to stand on my soapbox here okay. and say, you know what, I just see this from a distance. I've never personally experienced it because I'm some sort of fucking higher being or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like at some stage we've all been through periods in our life where we have, you know, for whatever reason, we've hidden behind the self-love movement or the self-care movement or just hidden behind something. Because we were in a position where we, we didn't, we hadn't built the confidence or the courage or the ability to face something that made us uncomfortable. So we found something to kind of just go and hide behind. Oh, what do you got there?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. You know, I don't actually have anything that's coming to mind. Um, yeah, no, do you? Of course I of do. Of course you do. That's what you asked me. No. You I, go. I
1: like to, I, I think about, you know, all side, All sides of this, right? Yeah. Especially when I start, you know, when I start going down the track of, Um. you know, uh, feeling like I've only ever experienced one side of things. I always kind of pull myself back and I go, no, 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 hold on a second. Think a little bit deeper. Mm. The reason why you're able to speak about the dangers of abusing self-love or the reason why you're able to speak about the dangers of hiding behind something um, to, uh, to, to um, pull a curtain over your own vulnerability is because you've been there yourself. Mm. And one of the things that I've seen it manifest in me is, you know, I mentioned at the start of this podcast one of the definitions of self-love was not settling for less than you deserve, mm-hmm. right? And I've already said that self-love is actually not settling for anything, right? Settling needs to be completely off the table. As soon as you settle for anything, that's not self-love. That's you got to a point where you decided that you weren't going to push through and you've decided to settle. And it might be settling for um, a a particular job, settling for a particular uh, stage in your career, settling for a particular friend, settling for a particular partner life partner and you just got to a point where you just fucking gave up Mm. like let's just call it for what it is so settling is not part of self-love at all it can't be it can't possibly be it's a it's a complete cop-out but one of the things that I've found is when I start to err on the side of hiding behind something I start to fall into this mindset of what I deserve rather than what I earn and this is this is something I'm, I'm excited to talk to um to you about this I'm excited to talk to you guys the listeners and the viewers about this because this is something that has been part of my recurring thoughts for <laughs> quite some time <laughs> now and I've never had a platform or a topic to be able to discuss this so I'm excited to share this with you guys because I think that this is uh a particular train of thought that has been built up over my life experience that is quite unique. And I think that it will provide a perspective that, um, you know, hopefully you guys haven't heard anywhere before. So what happens to me is I fall into this mindset of I deserve this in the positive realm. So like I've done this, 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 therefore I deserve this, 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 this positively okay. or – on the other end of the spectrum, I've done this, 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 this. Therefore, I don't deserve the bad shit that's happening. Okay. So I fall into this, this position of I either deserve good shit because I've done shit that makes me deserve it okay. or I don't deserve to be treated that way or I didn't, don't deserve for that to happen to me or whatever the fuck the situation is because I did all of this good shit. And that's when I know as soon as I start using that sort of internal dialogue, I know that I've fallen into that victim mindset, right? I know that I've fallen into hiding behind something, whether it's self-love, whether it's, you know, whatever the fuck, you pick anything. And I'm hiding behind something because I'm actually afraid of the other side of that. And there's three... Examples in my life. There's multiple, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick three um, to to talk to you guys about. The first one was in my fitness journey, Um, and I'm gonna go back to um, my competing in in men's physique. I'm gonna go back to 2016, where I'd been uh, competing in the IFBB for I think that was four four years, every year after another and i'd been competing in shows for 12 years before that right i'd done almost 20 shows and i got to the point where i was like you know what i deserve to turn pro i deserve you know like i've paid my dues right i deserve this this is this is i've got this owed to me i've got this coming to me because i've you know done the shows i've invested the time i've done so many preps so on and so forth and i deserve uh, that you know this is my time i deserve to turn pro and i think that being in that mindset and that victim mindset and having that internal dialogue of i deserve this led to a couple of things in me it led to me on multiple occasions during that prep not pushing myself too hard, you know, just staying with him, you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's, but not doing anything that was like outside of my comfort zone. It led to me shying away from challenges during that prep. It led to me letting myself off the hook. You know, if I didn't train with the intensity I needed to, you know what? It's all good, man. Mm. You know, if I um, missed a cardio session, it's all good, man. If I cheated, well, I didn't cheat on my, I never cheat on my diet, but <laughs> if I had cheated on my diet, you know, that would have been, you know, I would have been letting myself off the hook. It led to me avoiding input from others and feedback from others and ultimately criticism from others uh, because it was going to hurt my feelings. And ultimately what it led to was me not turning pro. You know, I didn't even place at the national show that year. And that—that's an example in my fitness where you know being in that mindset of I deserve this just like smacked me right in the face. Yeah, Take that. <laughs> big yeah, big time, big um, time. Another example that I have is business, and there's so many examples in business, and I've just picked—I picked a couple of um, a couple of kind of broad areas: um, retail stores and and the wholesale side of Massive Joe's. Um, for those of you who don't know, there is a, quite a large wholesale side to this business where, you know, we supply gyms, we supply other supplement stores. Um, you know, we, we do wholesale business as opposed to retail business that most of you will be familiar with, um, through retail stores and, um, and the MassiveJaws.com website as well. And whenever I fall into the mindset of, you know what, the retail stores are going to do well and they're going to perform because I deserve them to <laughs> or the wholesale side of the business is going to perform because I deserve it too, right? And I can justify deserving it however the fuck I want, you know, because I've been doing this for 15 years because I've worked with this person and this brand and that brand or because I produced... This podcast that is completely free and puts so much valuable information into the universe, whatever the fuck, you know, however I decide to justify it, it's I deserve this to work because I've done this, 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 and therefore it's owed to me. And whenever I've fallen into that mindset, It's led to similar things to my fitness journey, shying away from challenges, letting myself off the hook, letting my standards slide, avoiding feedback and criticism and other people's uh, valuable constructive criticism of what's going on because it hurts my feelings and I can't possibly be wrong because I don't deserve to be wrong, right? It leads to never fully committing to a part of the business because I'm afraid of what's gonna happen if it fails. Mm -hmm. So always leaving that plan B in my back pocket, right? Because I deserve for it to work. So I don't need to commit to it fully. And every time I've done that, guess what's happened? Been smacked in the face. The universe has humbled the shit out of me and said, you know what, motherfucker? You don't deserve anything. You gotta get to work.
0: I'm guilty of some of the sort of hiding behind self-love stuff. I was just thinking about a few things while you were talking and mine's on like a real basic level that I think people will be able to relate to if they're listening to this podcast. So Mm. like I'll, you know, set my alarm, say to get up to train before work. Yep. And, you know, it's cold at the moment and it's it's raining and bed's warm and I'll – opt to not get up and train because self-love. I'm going to mm. stay in bed. That's a bit of self-love. I'll get, yeah. you know, be, treat myself to a sleep in, that kind of thing. Or feel um, a little
1: bit tired at the moment. You know,
0: self-love,
1: you know, <laughs> I'm stressed because, you know, work's stressing me out.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, same, yeah. same thing. Like I'll get home from work at night and instead of heading to the supermarket to get, you know, everything I need to cook up a nice homemade meal, I'll, Get you know, Uber Eats because hashtag self-love, yep. <laughs> you know, self-care. I'm going to treat myself to some Uber Eats tonight when really, you know, I don't have a, a genuine um, reason for, you know, not actually going back out to the house to go to the shops to, you know, cook up a meal. It's just a bit, it's just like almost lazy. Mm. You know, I'm kind of, I'll, I'll, I'll sit here and admit it. I kind of hide behind self-care, self-love mm. when I just can't be bothered and it's not, you know, it's not great at all. Um, I've seen people do it as well with spending. I see that a lot now. I'm not too guilty of it. I try and you know manage my finances. It's in a, retail in a, therapy, it, man. It's, well, real. it's that, a real. That's thing. what. I, yeah, but it's also a bit sometimes it, quite irresponsible and quite sort of immature in the way people do it. Like mm. they'll you know retail therapy, go on a, a shopping spree, buy a new handbag but spend that entire paycheck on it Mm. and then not be able to make rent the the next week. Or even worse, not spend a paycheck on it and use buy now, pay later services
1: stacked on top of each other or credit cards or whatever the fuck it is and spend money that they don't have.
0: Yeah. And I get like the retail therapy is a real thing, but the part that, again, where I think it's falling down is those people will post that on social media Mm. on a story And then, like, hashtag self-love, self-care with, like, a, you know, brand new handbag. And Mm. it's just I feel like that external validation that they're seeking from this self-love thing is just just this dangerous cycle that, yeah, a bit bit wary of at the moment.
1: Yeah, mm. 100%. And I bet that those examples, if you can, if you can <laughs> dig into your own thought process that you gave, right, where you, you, you hit the snooze button, you sleep in, yeah. you get home after a big day at work and you Uber Eats instead of doing what you know you need to do, mm-hmm. right, for your, for your physical health, for your mental health, is actually go and cook a good meal. Yeah. I bet that your inner dialogue is I deserve to sleep
0: in. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I deserve to Uber Eats you know uh, yeah. because i because i had a big day at work
0: <laughs> yeah
1: right? it, it, it always does yeah. and and this is what this is why i'm so excited to share this with you guys for the first time because i think that if you dig into similar situations that you can think of in your life where you've fallen into this victim mindset the inner dialogue always is i deserve mm. i deserve or in the negative i don't deserve My, um, just to flesh that out as well, I wanna use uh, relationships in my personal experience for for that negative, I don't deserve this, right? Because that's happened multiple times. It's happened with um, uh, partners, right? Personal ex-partners of mine. It's happened with friends. It's happened with employees within the massive Joe's business where, you know, objectively people haven't done the right thing you know, they've, they've betrayed trust, they've, they've let me down, they t- said they were going to do something and they didn't follow through with it, you know, those sort of objective things where you're just like, yeah, that was a, that was a dog act. Um, and the mindset is I don't deserve to be treated like this. Mm-hmm. And immediately I know as soon as I my inner dialogue turns to that, I'm in victim mindset, <laughs> I'm in hiding behind something. And I need to dig deep and find out why I'm hiding behind it and then change that in a dialogue from I deserve to the opposite of I deserve, which I think I've earned. Okay. That's where I go is I go two ends of the spectrum on this end is I deserve or I don't deserve on this end. I've earned or I haven't earned. Mm. That's where, that's where my mind goes. That's how I use to flip out of victim mindset into confident mindset
0: that's that's tmj apparel well right there, not it I'm wearing, the, I'm wearing a t-shirt actually, at the moment you're wearing the, wearing earn the long everything. sleeve yeah you're wearing the earn everything long
1: <laughs> sleeve got, it doesn't have the print on the front no, it's got it's the big the print on the back that says uh that says earn everything um but just back to those relationships right so as soon as i fall into that i don't deserve this i don't deserve it's usually i don't deserve to be treated like this Mm. right because i've done this for this person or you know what once again it doesn't matter what the justification is i'm hiding behind something and i fall to i don't deserve to be treated like this and the big thing that i think it it kind of hiding behind self-love self-care hiding behind i don't deserve is a way of me numbing the negative emotions that come along with somebody letting me down. Mm -hmm. Which is not self-love. Numbing negative emotions is not self-love.
0: Yeah, we said that at the start.
1: So what is self-love? What's what's real self-love?
0: Real self-love for me starts very much in my own inner dialogue. So I think let's face it, like the person that you talk to and listen to the most is, is yourself. So I think that you've really got to check yourself and make sure that you are saying the right things to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is like at the heart of self love um, is, is just checking yourself self talk and making sure that you are saying the right things to yourself.
1: And what are the right things to say to yourself?
0: Well, well they're not what you just said. <laughs> they're not, I deserve this. I, you know, I don't deserve this. Mm. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing is not so much in – making sure that I'm saying the right things exactly, but it's a lot in the delivery of how I'm talking to myself as well. Mm. Um, I think just being, being gentle with the way that you are, you know, telling yourself things is, is really important in self love. Um, just trying to think how I can elaborate on that for you.
1: (laughs) Examples.
0: Uh, you you shoot to something that that you've got and then I'll I'll try and articulate that a bit better I'm going to
1: give you guys the seven antidotes to what is not self-love and I'm going to call this this list of seven this is what I consider to be real self-love real self-love in my opinion is pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone it is doing things that make you uncomfortable. It is confronting challenges head on instead of running in the other direction. When faced with discomfort, F-E-A-R, fear. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna fear everything and run? That's not self-love. Are you gonna face everything and rise? That's real self-love. Real self-love is refusing to settle, ever. Real self-love is never settling for anything, ever. I'm, I'm, I'm so very passionate about this. I think that the word settle and deserve should be banished, <laughs> gone. Real self-love is holding yourself accountable, which means calling yourself out on your own bullshit, which means when you hit the snooze button in the morning – and you know you need to get up and go to the gym and get your workout in, but you want to stay in bed because it's cold and it's raining and it's dark outside and you justify it because you're, you know, self-loving yourself, mm. call yourself out on that bullshit. You know, when you, when you get home after a big day of work and you know that you got to cook dinner up to get a nice wholesome meal in and you go on Uber Eats a pizza instead because you deserve it, call yourself out on that bullshit. Real self-love is holding yourself accountable. Real self-love is holding yourself accountable when nobody else is watching in particular, when there's no one else to hold you accountable but yourself. Real self-love is keeping the promises that you make to yourself, especially when the circumstances make it difficult to keep the promises. Real self-love is seeking out criticism purposely seeking out criticism because you know that it's going to make you better. It's going to make you a better person. It's going to make you a better leader. It's going to make you a better partner. It's going to make you a better athlete, whatever area in life you're trying to level up in, you can't do it without criticism. So instead of going, uh, you know, I don't want to hear criticism or feedback or, um, you know, uh, constructive feedback from people who I should be listening to because it's going to hurt my feelings, it's going to hurt my ego That's not self-love. Real self-love is purposely going and seeking that criticism because you know it's gonna help you level up. Real self-love is not having a plan B, having the confidence to burn your boats, go all in, give everything you've got to give and making sure that failure is not an option. And finally, and this one's super important when it comes to relationships, real self-love is leaning into negative emotions. Real self-love is experiencing the full power of negative emotions, because you know that that allows you to also experience the full power of the positive ones. Emotions are like a pendulum, right? If you want the pendulum to go as high as it can go on this side in the positive realm of bliss and joy and happiness and fulfillment, and confidence, and all of those wonderful emotions that we like to experience, you got to let the pendulum go just as high in this end. You got to experience fear and vulnerability and trauma and pain and all of those negative emotions that we try and numb. If you numb these ones, you numb these ones. If you got the courage to experience these ones in their full capacity, that builds the capacity to experience these ones like you never thought possible. Mm. So real self-love is actually purposely leaning into negative emotions. Mm. Those are my seven. I think I listed ten, but fuck it. You
0: just you just There's kept a bunch going there. There's you a just, bunch there. You just kept going.
1: Because what this does, guys, what the what these seven antidotes do is they encourage confidence and and they encourage courage as opposed to fear and cowardice, they're the complete antidote. They're gonna build your confidence, they're gonna build your courage when you start doing these things, when you hold yourself accountable, when you when you call yourself out on your own bullshit, when you keep the promises you make to yourself, that builds confidence, because you're like, well, fuck, if I did it once, I can do it again. Mm. And if I can do it again, I can do it again. And I can do it again after that. And if I have the courage to lean into these negative emotions once, I I can build the courage to do it again. If I have the courage to face this challenge and face this obstacle and face this discomfort once and go through it, that's going to build the courage to do it again and then do it again and then do it again. So you start stacking up confidence and courage on top of each other and you transition out of this victim mindset into an empowered killer mindset, a winner's mindset. Instead of being over here all huddled up hiding behind fucking hashtag self-love and fucking hashtag self-care and all of this bullshit, you're not hiding behind anything. You're over here owning your shit, winning at your shit.
0: Mm. I want to touch on the fact as well, just something I was thinking about while while you were talking, with self-love being, you know, uh, quite – quite selfish in the way that people are trying to achieve self-love. Mm. And I just want to make note of the fact that, you know, w- once upon a time and I think still to this day, um, solitary confinement <laughs> is actually used to torture people. Mm. So the whole self-love thing and I'm just going to stay in my bubble and stay in my shell and, and, and this is, you know, me me uh, achieving self-care and self-love by, you know, cancelling those plans Mm. or, um, you know, not attending to these friendships or whatever, however people are sort of doing it. I just, like, a lot of self-love is actually only ever going to be achieved and self-care can only actually be achieved by uh, including other individuals as well. Like just just because it has self in it it's not necessarily you flying solo and not giving a fuck about anyone else um, around you in, in, in your circle as well. Like I think a few people are misinterpreting it as, as uh, yeah, like a need to be like exclusively selfish. Um, and that's just like I was saying at the start, a complete misinterpretation of what self-love and self-care actually is.
1: You know what you've, d- you've just done? What? You've actually just hit the nail completely on the head. I couldn't figure this out until just now. Oh, really? <laughs> you've hit, no, you, you have though. You've, you've actually decoded why when we go into lockdowns and quarantines, mm. this fucking self-love movement pokes its ugly head out because yeah. people are isolated and then by themselves mm. and the two things play off each other.
0: Yeah, they definitely you do. Just, yeah. You
1: actually just nailed it. Mm. That is, and you guys listening and watching, that's something to be super aware of. When you go back into the next lockdown or the next quarantine and you're by yourself most of the time, that that is going to feed hashtag self-love and not the positive side of self-love, yep. the demons of self-love and getting into your shell and hiding behind and not keeping promises to yourself. And all of this shit that we're discussing in this episode feeds off the fact that you're actually being forced to be isolated. <laughs> yeah.
0: Scary stuff. Yeah.
1: I never put that together. Thank you for... Um, articulating that
0: (laughs) because now it makes it actually
1: makes perfect sense now that now that I put those two things together so this is what I do right I mentioned briefly before that I go from as soon as my inner dialogue goes from I deserve or I don't deserve my way of flipping that is to change the word deserve to own right and I'm going to return to my personal experiences because every time in my life where I have adopted the mindset of earn everything that we, you know, it's, it's actually the hashtag for TMJ (laughs) earn everything coincidental. I think not. (laughs) Um, every time that I've adopted this earn everything mindset, only good things have happened for me. Only good things. So in my fitness, you know, to go back 2016, didn't get my pro card to 2017 to coming back out. That humbled me so much that I was, I was absolutely forced to flip from deserve to earn. And I adopted this earn everything mindset. And I just went fucking ham in 2017 outside my comfort zone, confronting challenges, uh, keeping promises I made to myself, calling myself out of my own bullshit, not slacking off in workouts, not missing cardio sessions, getting feedback Regardless of how it made me feel, getting other people's opinions who I trust to provide that constructive criticism, to provide that, that positive feedback and putting it into practice. And I just went through 2017 and fucking crushed. Mm. Like was completely undeniable because I was able to flip that internal dialogue from, you know what, it's my time, I deserve it, to I don't deserve fucking shit. i got to earn everything. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to earn this. And the difference between 2016 and 2017 physically in the way that I looked was you know, it was a different person. Yeah. In the business side of things, flipping from, you know, I deserve retail stores to perform, I deserve this wholesale business to I don't deserve anything, I have to earn it. So what else can I do for my retail customers? to create an experience, something completely undeniable, something so irresistible that they can't stay away. What am I going to do for my retail partners on the wholesale side of the business to add so much value to them that they feel guilty not doing business, earn everything? In my relationships, the flip side of that, I don't deserve to be treated like this. Uh, objectively, you know, sometimes people are shit. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what? I can do more. I can invest more in my life partner. I can invest more in my friendships. I can invest more in my staff and my employees. i got to earn not to be treated like that. It's not that I don't deserve it. i got to do more. i got to earn everything. And every single time I flip the inner dialogue from I deserve or I don't deserve to I've earned or I haven't earned, good things happen. Every single time. I actually could not think of a time in my life where I've adopted the earn everything mindset and shit hasn't worked out for me. I couldn't think of one.
0: There
1: you go. I think of many where <laughs> I've fallen into the deserved mindset, the victim mindset, and shit's gone completely haywire.
0: I think we all can, yeah.
1: So that's my little trick. I like it. That's that's you know that's my inner thoughts about how I know personally when I'm in victim mindset. And the inner dialogue that I use to get myself out of that victim mindset into a, into a confident killer winner mindset. You got any tricks like that that you use?
0: Uh, I, just going back to what I was trying to articulate earlier about the way that we're talking to ourselves, our inner dialogue, and just trying to think of examples for you there. You know, I think it's okay to accept... Something for the way that it is, um, but the sort of trick that I have is not to not to end the end, end the sentence there in my head. Like, mm. okay, yeah, look, I'm not not happy with the way that you know, not happy with the way that my physique's looking right now, um, and end that negative self talk there. Or on the flip side, if you were to say, this is the way I look, and that's that, mm. I just think that it's kind of got to be. Look, I'm not happy with the way that I look right now. Yep. But I'm working towards improving that.
1: It's beautiful, man.
0: That's what it's I think. Beautiful. I think like there's just this is such a delicate topic for me, yeah. Um, and and for everyone, for for me to talk about, I mean, um, because I just think it is just really fragile in the in the way that you can kind of go too far with it, mm-hmm. or or not far enough, mm-hmm. and you've kind of got to walk that really fine line between, um. You know self-love and self-care in the way that i think it's it's positive um and then the flip side of that is it going too far which we've, we've been talking about this whole pod
1: let me ask you two questions on a percentage scale what percentage of people do you find use it as a cop-out and an excuse compared to what percentage of people do you find go too far on the other side
0: Oh, I want to say 50 50
1: you reckon it's 50 50 I
0: want to but I it's probably more like 60 40 yeah like 40 in like probably the way that i would be like yeah like self-love like that, I, yeah. I, I get that you're doing yeah. you're doing good yeah and then and then the 60 percent probably like I'm like ah oh, that is definitely not self-love you are shitting yourself
1: mm. <laughs> um, I reckon my ratio is probably more like... 95.5. Oh, wow. Yeah. That
0: extreme.
1: I reckon it is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I reckon it is. Yeah. And I think the reason why is it's probably got a little bit to do with my perspective of it as well, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is I think that when you get to the point where, okay, like you actually need to pump your brakes for, for your own mental health, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is with the highest of high achievers, Right, that's really the only time where I see it, and and I can count on one hand the number of people who I uh, know personally that I would be like, I, uh, you know, I've seen them go a little bit too far, and my advice to them has been just stop and smell the roses for a second, because you you're gonna do some damage here. Mm. Uh, so it's probably even more than ninety five five. It's probably okay. like ninety nine <laughs> 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 Just thinking about yeah. that. Um, so it does tend to go, but. I'm I'm really happy that you have brought that up because there is. No, I had two questions I was going to ask oh, okay. you. Hold on, I want to go down that path, All but right. I, I had two questions that I want to ask you. The other one, just I just remember the other one. So the first one was, you know, what what percentage do you think? <laughs> um, the second part of that question, or the second question that relates to that, is what advice do you have to ensure? that you're not falling into your 40% or what, my 1%. Okay. Where it's like, you know what, okay, you know, the earn everything mindset, the the confident winner killer mindset is definitely something that you want to adopt up to a certain point. But when it gets to this point, you need to just check yourself real quick because you're going to start doing some damage mm-hmm. to your mental health or your physical health or your relationships or, you know, whatever.
0: This is a tough one but – and it's – it's really like, I, don't, I can't put a actual measure on it. Um, but I think if something becomes almost like a habit for you, um, you know, I think what, like letting something happen once and calling it self love or really feeling like you need that and that, mm. and you know, calling that self love. Like, I, you know, I just need this, you know, I just, I just need this night off. Mm. Um, but just not that, not getting into the like habit of that, mm. I think mm. probably, but then yeah, what, what, what's the habit and for one person? What's not one for someone else? It's a tough one. I don't yeah. know. I don't know.
1: It's something that I've really struggled with. Yeah. Um, it's something that I'm getting much better at the more life experience I have. Mm. The older I get, the wiser I get, um, because I, I I've, definitely have started to uh, understand and experience the benefits of real self-love. I have this concept that I call blissful pursuit. Mm. And it ties back into what you were saying. You gave the example of, you know what, I'm not in the body that I want to be in right now. I'm working towards it, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the progress that I'm making. So blissful pursuit for me is... You know, I'm an achiever, right? I have very big ambitions. Uh, I'm always trying to, you know, get notches in my belt. So I'm always going to be in pursuit of the next thing, mm-hmm. right? That's the pursuit side of things. And I have, I'm self-aware enough to know that of my core values, achievement is by far the biggest one. And I understand that that's just a part of my makeup. It's a part of who I am. On the other side the blissful part is to consciously make sure that through the process of pursuit through the process of trying to achieve through the process of trying to uh reach my ambitions reach my goals that it's a blissful process that i'm able to experience joy at different points that i'm able to celebrate my wins along the way and not kind of go Yep, awesome. That was great. On to the next one immediately. It's just to have, you know, that that um, period of time where I just sit with the positive emotion. Right? We talk about not numbing negative emotions. I have a problem with numbing positive emotions as right. well. Right? Is I'm because I get worried. Right? I'm like, well, fuck. If I if I experience too much happiness and mm. too much joy. That's gonna affect my performance right. towards the next goal. Oh my God, you'll get too comfortable. I'll get exactly. Yeah. No, it is exactly. Oh. It's I'll get complacent, I'll get comfortable, you know, I'm gonna lose my mojo, you know, I'm not gonna have the same drive, I'm not gonna have the same killer instinct. So just be careful, just pump the brakes on those positive emotions mm. because, you know, it's gonna jeopardize what you're trying to achieve at the next goal. It's gonna mm. jeopardize your pursuit. So for me, it's it's been you know, definitely in the last couple of years, a very conscious effort to go, well, hold on, no, no, no. You you actually, you know, it's great to pursue these goals and have big ambitions and and want to achieve this shit, but at the same time, if you don't stop and smell the roses, if you don't stop and celebrate your wins, if you don't purposely have little pit stops and pace yourself along the way, you're going to run yourself into the fucking ground. And not only are you going to run yourself into the ground, but you're actually never going to be happy because you're, you're always in pursuit, you're never going to achieve the final goal, at which point you're like, yes, I made it. Now I can experience the joy. Now I can experience the happiness and the elation and the bliss. It's never going to happen because you have to lean into those emotions along the way. And if you're not leaning into those emotions along the way, you're never going to have the capacity to fully experience them. So I call it blissful pursuit and my little trigger for it is if I'm in a position where like something really good has happened, I've achieved a certain goal, I can tick something off, right? Or, you know, I've I've reached a particular milestone and my immediate thought process is on to the next one. That's where I check myself and I go, no, 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 hold on a second. You've earned this, right? You've earned – it's not not you deserve to celebrate and smell the roses – You've earned the right. So take some time, Hmm. sit in joy, sit in bliss, and really make the most of this moment.
0: The most practical advice I can give for not letting this self-love, self-care thing spiral into something over the top, Hmm. just thought of it while while you were talking just before, is like anything you do in your week-to-week, schedule it in that way you're not just falling back on it you're not just uh, falling back on it in the in the in the moment mm. you know if yeah schedule it in by all means schedule in a sleep in mm. scheduling takeout one night like actually actually have it uh, regimented in your, in your schedule and then that way you can kind of check whether um, it's it's just a fallback excuse for mm. for failing at something Mm. That, that would be my practical advice. Actually, actually schedule in your self care and your self love. You know, I'm going to dedicate this evening. I am going to order takeout and I'm going to run myself a bath. And I'm going to, this is my hour or two hours or whatever you want to schedule in of self love. In the exact same way you'd schedule in your training, you'd schedule in your, your prep, you'd yeah. schedule in your reading. You know, actually just schedule in. If, if you really want to um, get amongst this self love, self care movement, mm. the healthiest way to do that is to actually. And not get and you know you know you don't want to fall into this trap of excusing shitty behavior as as self-love, self-care. Mm. I think schedule it in.
1: I like that. I think mm. that's really good. And I think once it's scheduled in and you know it's coming up. yeah, you you actually uh, you know do all of the things that are real self-love to get there., yeah. you know, you you'll make sure you confront the difficult shit. you'll make sure that you keep the promises you make to yourself. You'll make sure that you're doing all of the stuff that's real self-love. Because you know, you know what? I got a pit stop coming up, mm. right? So I can, I can, I can burn the fuel a little bit harder, right? And yeah. it's, it's, it's that that mindset that I adopt to earn everything. For me, I would be like, all right, you know what? I know I've got this period coming up. I'm gonna earn that shit, yep. right? I'm gonna go as hard as I can. I'm gonna do all the uncomfortable shit, all the difficult shit, because I know when I get to that point, that's my little pit stop, and I want to make sure that I've earned that little pit stop.
0: Mm. Yeah. I that's like, it. That's it.
1: Okay, nice to wrap. That is a wrap. Guys, you know what to do. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, if you've taken anything of value, if you've enjoyed, uh, if you've resonated with the examples that we've given, I'm sure everyone has resonated with your hit the snooze button <laughs> in a cold winter morning. <laughs> we've, all,
0: we've all been there. <laughs>
1: or, uh, <laughs> Can't be bothered cooking dinner. Let me overeat some <laughs> yeah, shit.
0: we've also all been there.
1: <laughs> the one thing we ask in return, guys, is that you share the show. Uh, one of the best ways you can do that, take a screenshot on whatever podcasting platform you are listening on right now or if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, take a screenshot, uh, post it in your Instagram story, tag Leah at Leah Mencell, tag myself at Joseph Menzel. Uh, we see those, we repost them, and uh, it's the best way to, to spread the message spread the love spread the information spread the knowledge just spread the show just don't spread COVID just don't (laughs) spread the vid (laughs) Leah thank you it's been a pleasure having you on the show guys thank you for tuning in we appreciate you guys until next time we'll catch you on the flip side Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Times Business Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you enjoyed this episode and took some value from it, make sure you share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. And if you haven't yet, be sure to leave us a five-star rating.